Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. Today we have Johnny Moore, and this is Right to Die by Widower. Welcome to another episode of the Kill Rock Podcast, the hashtag KRP. I am your host, Keith Settles, once again. This is episode 19, uh, at least 19 of the regular episodes, not counting the Album Review Wednesday. And just as an announcement right now, Album Review Wednesday uh, throwback for Coheed and Cambria's Good Apollo I'm Burning Star 4 will be released next Wednesday. Next Wednesday, I believe the date is November 5th. November 5th. So we'll have that episode out for you. We're going to have Jordan Sandoval joining us 
and uh, he's probably the most uh, appropriate person to have talk about Coheed and Cambria. He's literally the biggest Coheed and Cambria fan I've ever met in my life. And so we'll have him on the show. This week, here on the Kill Rock Podcast, we have Johnny Moore. He played uh, guitar for Run Lola Run. And right now he's playing guitar with a band called Lions Amongst Wolves. Uh, we have him on the show because he's going to start recording an acoustic EP, a solo acoustic EP. Actually, he's already started recording it. And I know this because he's using my baby, my Taylor. Uh, so, Johnny, if you're listening, hurry up with her. I miss her. She's my baby. We have him on the show. Uh, he was brought to me by a schoolmate of mine. And I said schoolmate. He's going to chime in once or twice uh, throughout the interview. So stay tuned for the interview. We'll have that in just a second. But first, I have to let you guys know that there is a way you can support the Kill Rock podcast without spending a cent. That's right. If you're like me, you want to buy a new Xbox One and WWE 2K15 featuring the icon Sting. I don't know if the WWE is going to call him the icon because that was more of a TNA thing, but that's here no there. If You want to buy that game, right? Well, you want to support the Kill Rock podcast too, I'm sure. So there's a way you could do it without spending a cent. All you have to do is listen, download, subscribe, uh, share the podcast with your friends. Also, rate and review us on iTunes as well as Stitcher, and you could also review us on KillRockPodcast.com. Please rate and review. We have one beautiful review uh, sent to us on iTunes by an M. Craft. Beautiful, beautiful review. Totally appreciate it. Keith does a killer job in these interviews. Thank you so much, M. Craft. It also helps that he loves hockey a whole bunch. Totally appreciate that. Totally love hockey. Yes. Even if he is a Ducks fan. Um, M. Craft. What are you? A Red Wings fan? A Kings fan? What are you? What's with the hate? I don't necessarily hate on your teams. I guess I do kind of. But anyway, thank you for so much for the review. And if you guys want to review us in the form of song lyrics, uh, n preferably not more than a chorus, uh, I'll pull out my guitar and I'll sing the review for you guys here on the air. I feel like I'm a decent singer. I'm a decent guitar player. So I'm pretty sure I could do something like that. I know I could do something for, like that for you guys because I've been doing that my whole life, making up lyrics. Uh, especially um, semi-funny lyrics and joke songs. I'm like my own version of Michael Scott, if that makes sense. If it doesn't, then I'm sorry. Also, if you are in a band and you would like some type of promotion here on the Kill Rock Podcast, whether it be us playing your music, whether it be us doing an interview, send us your stuff. You could email us at kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. You could also email me personally at Keith, K-E-I-T-H, at killrockpodcast.com. We want to get your music on the air. 
So you can email us at kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. Also, Keith at killrockpodcast.com. And, uh, you know, please email us. Uh, I appreciate all the Twitter follows and the private message and the direct messages on Twitter, but let's create a relationship. Let's create something that's beyond Twitter. But if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you could follow us at Kill Rock Podcast. Enough for the plugs, enough of all that stuff. We do have a lot to talk about this week here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Some sad news and also some weird, uh, weird debate going on. And we'll get to that in just one second. Um, but first, we want to send our condolences to uh, the family of Tyson Stevens. He was the uh, front man for Arizona-based band uh, Scary Kids Scaring Kids. Um, one of the few bands that I feel were supposed to be gonna be that second wave of post-hardcore screamo bands that could have been really big um they ended up breaking up after their uh latest uh, their their self-titled album it came out a few years ago i saw them only once and that was at the take action tour um i can't even remember what year it was but uh the headliners were the red jumpsuit apparatus and uh, I actually went to go see Emery. I could care less about the red jumpsuit apparatus. Um, if you have a problem with that, go review us and let us know. But I heard some things about Scary Kids Scaring Kids, but I was so impressed with them live. Uh, at least just listening to them live, they were a tight band from what I remember. And they put on a really great stage performance. Uh it was a shame that, you know, to hear that they broke up and it's so, it's sad to see, you know, like I said, another comrade fallen, um, due to, you know, whatever choices he made. And, you know, we want to send our thoughts and our prayers out to Tyson Stevens. We want to send our thoughts and prayers out to the rest of the guys in scary kids, scaring kids. And, uh, we hope and pray that, you know, everyone comes out of this a stronger person. So rest in peace, Tyson Stevens. Uh, you will be missed. Also, in the news this week, and I find this to be ridiculously stupid and ridiculously idiotic. There's so many words I could use for this, but I'm not because I, I'm trying to be as family-friendly family as I possibly can. Now, I try not to be super opinionated on this show because I like to be fair. Um, one thing I've learned to do in the past few years, especially as I've been becoming an adult, is realizing that bands are working so hard to um, make their way to the top. Make their way, even if it's not to the top, make their way to a point where they can make a living writing their music, writing and playing their music. Well, there's this band from Illinois. They're called Shrapnel. That's a great name. Uh, they went as far as going on their Facebook, and I will censor myself from uh, all the expletives 
in this post. Uh, and I, I'll I'll read it for you guys. This was posted on, uh, I believe this might have been October 23rd at 2.30 p.m. in Shrapnel, S-H-R-A-P-N-E-L. Go check them out on Facebook. Actually, don't. You know what? I shouldn't even be talking about this because I'm giving them exposure. But then again, Alternative Press already gave them exposure. So let's read this post. And I quote, kind of. Well, I, yeah, I'm effing sick of bringing my friends, and this is all in caps, by the way, bringing my friends to shows who are slowly getting bored of our music and getting more angry every time they have to pay $10 to watch this effing band. All you effing essing (laughs) crowds leave before our set after we effing drive over two hours to get to the effing venue and hustle our asses promoting or selling tickets to people who don't even effing like metal. That makes this S disappointing as F. If you do this, you're a piece of S. Wow. Wow. Guys, tell it like you mean it. Come on. Like... (laughs) That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever read, especially coming from a band. And I've seen plenty of bands post some stupid stuff on Facebook. Now, let's break this down. Because, I mean, it's three semi-formed paragraphs full of expletives. And there's not too many periods, actually. So I don't know how many. It looks like. It looks like a 10-year-old wrote this. A 10-year-old that barely started using AOL Instant Messenger. I'm effing sick of bringing my friends to shows who are slowly getting bored of our music. I'm guessing there's a period. I, 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 I There has to be a period there. I am sick of bringing my friends. Well, if your own friends are getting bored of your music... It's probably me. It probably means you don't write good music. I I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. I mean, I listened to your song, and it's the production's poor, and it sounds like something that you know. It, it it's not good. It could be better constructed. How about that? That's my constructive criticism. You could construct your songs better. So let's get over that. Let's take away this and because there should be a period. So uh, I'm getting more angry every time they have to pay $10 to watch this effing band. So you're mad that your friends are paying $10 to see your band. You're mad because the only people you're selling tickets to are your friends. Well, there are other people in the world, but there are other people in the world not just your friends go out go meet people get off your computer your internet your keyboard go promote your band get off your keyboard here we go let's keep going this is the start of the second paragraph and let me remind you again these this is written in all caps and i just noticed there are no periods except for the end of the paragraphs So it's actually three well-constructed run-on sentences. All you effing, essie, 
crowds. I don't know how to S word. Uh, it's S H I T T Y. Uh, I'll just say Essing, um, because that makes sense to me. And I'm trying to be family family friendly, like I said. So I'm not gonna cuss. Crowds leave before our set after we effing drive two hours. Hmm, two hours to get to the effing venue and hustle. I said ass, so I'll say ass again. Promoting or selling tickets to people who do don't even effing like metal. Hmm, there's another problem there. You're driving two hours to get to a venue. Uh, I know a lot of cities aren't necessarily close to venues and whatnot, but if you can't even draw your friends to drive two hours to go see you, what makes you think that people at these other venues who are also buying tickets to probably see their friends' bands, what would make them? What would make you think they would want to stay for you? I, right? Does that make sense? Why would they want to stay for you if they're doing the same thing your friends are doing? I'm pretty sure your friends aren't staying around for those other bands, right? They're hanging out with you guys because they're your friends. How many of those bands are you watching play? Uh. From what I'm reading here, it seems like you're a bunch of prima donnas that play your set and hang out outside the venue. And I know this because I was in a band. I've seen these bands. I, I was probably one of those members that were complaining about people not buying tickets. <laughs> this is so stupid. Why would you drive two hours without vetting the venue, figuring out how many people you could draw to that venue? just ridiculous anyway that makes this as disappointing so does that mean your band is disappointing is that what you're saying you're gonna quit are you gonna quit because you can't get people to drive out to another venue is your passion really about this music because it seems like your passion is about playing in front of people like i don't get it uh disappointing as f uh oh there's a period if you do this, you're a piece of S. I don't know what doing this entails. Does that mean leaving before your band plays? Here's the thing. The first time I played in a band, we played, or I was in a band, we played at Chain Reaction, which is one of the more iconic venues in Southern California, especially in the Orange County area. Uh, Thrice got their start there. Uh, the Ataris started out there. Uh, so many bands got started at that venue. We played and the promoter yanked our chains and we ended up playing last in front of our friends. The place was packed, sold out. We played last, no one stayed. You are not alone, shrapnel. You're not alone. Bands go through this all the time. Why do you think it's a need to go onto Facebook and start promoting yourselves in this way? How did you even get the exposure from Metal Sucks and Alternative Press to begin with? I, that's something I don't understand. I don't understand why these bands are getting the promotion. But you know what? We're a fan of independent bands. So shrapnel. Here is my invitation for you all come on the kill rock podcast let's talk let's chit chat 
Let's talk about the music business. Let's talk about your gripe against people leaving venues. Here's your chance to talk over the air. Maybe someone's going to hear your music and say, I got to sign those guys. So email me. Email me shrapnel. Email me Chris, TJ, and Cameron. I am here. I'm out in California. We could chit-chat. Email us at kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. Your info is not online, so I can't really send you an email um, because you guys are super professional and don't want to put on your email address. Uh, Yeah, you know what? I'm calling you guys out. So come on the show and let's talk about your music. Let's talk about your theories on how people should come to shows. And uh, we'll we'll add on to that fire because, you know what? We love local bands. <laughs> we love independent bands. And apparently you love this because uh, you're uh, he- heading on, you know, your Facebook has all your hate messages. So you guys are loving the hate. I could see that. I could totally see that. So come on the show. Uh, I'm sure my fans would love you guys. Anyway, let's get to something a little more important to me. Let's get to Johnny Moore. Amazing musician. He plays awesome guitar. And he's going to perform a song live here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Recorded just for the Kill Rock Podcast. So you're getting an exclusive. So here is a song, first and foremost, by our buddies in your arsenal. Uh former guests of the Kill Rock podcast, uh, Chad Singstock and Sean Hale. This song is Dead Street Blues. Here on the hashtag KRP.
Talk podcast. Today we have a special guest. We have Johnny Moore from Lions Among uh, Wolves. Amongst as well. Wolves. Amongst is it amongst? Yeah. Because on Facebook it's just Among. That's another band from another. Like, so I've I been listening another... to the wrong band. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Lions Amongst Wolves. Yeah. Um, as well as Run Lola One Run. How are you doing? Well. Not rolling on the run anymore. They're not, not a band anymore. Not a band anymore. They quit. But how long ago? We just they just stopped like two three months ago. Really? Yeah. How long how long has that band been going? It's been like five years. But I w- I just recently joined that band too. Like, okay. Well, not recently, but like a year ago. Okay. So I, we just like messing around. They needed a guitar player, and I was like really good friends with their guitar player mm-hmm. so he just got me in there he okay. was like alright I'm just gonna get you in cause you know how to play and you know you're talented awesome Yeah. so how did you get into uh, Lions Amongst Wolves uh, my, I used to have a band called There's No Tomorrow okay and the front like the front man my singer from there he told me about Lions mm-hmm. and he's like oh they need a guitar player and he's like I think you'll be a great fit for them oh wow so he's like he took me to their practice and they're like oh you play really good too <laughs> so I just Started jamming and then we just started writing new music and okay that's how it went. How many albums do they have? Do we, they have any? We don't have any, but we're re- we're about to like release an EP. Okay. So it's called um. Oh damn, I forgot the name of it. But so are we getting the exclusive? Yeah. Oh <laughs> look at that! Like like six cool. song EP from that. Okay. And we'll figure out what it's called later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Um, who'd you record it with? Manifest Studios. Oh really? Where's that at? Forest, okay, some, somewhere in the like Santa Ana area, like okay, over there, by over there. Awesome. So, how long, how was the writing process for that? Uh, it was mostly our guitar player, Benny. Mm-hmm. He started writing, he uses like Guitar Pro, so he's just on that 24 7. So, okay. and I just go over to his house and like give some input, yeah, okay. that's how it goes. And then just Guitar Pro, that's how we use. Awesome. Oh, uh, well, here's our. What's it called? Solace. Was it? Solace. Solace. <laughs> some. <laughs> uh, and when did you wait? When did you say it was gonna be released? We don't really have a date. Okay. Yet. So. Just pretty soon. Yeah. Um, how did you get involved in uh, music? When did you start playing? You play guitar, right? I started since I was in middle school, man. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool, cause all my friends just they were musicians, and then I just joined the group, and we just started playing acoustic. And I just started learning by myself. I just went home and bought... Actually, I had a guitar there just laying there. And then I just picked it up. And okay. I was like, you know what? I love this so much. And started getting into bands. And, yeah, and then I joined like a little garage band. That's how it started. Okay. When I was like 14. What was that band called? It wasn't really a band. It was just... We were just jamming, you know? <laughs> Covers just, and stuff? Yeah, just anything. Like a Treyu. Okay. Stuff like that. Like the Crimson or... Up the yeah, we started playing all those songs. Awesome. Like from first to last, we used. Yeah, you actually have it from doing. first to last cover, right? Yeah, Emily. Yeah. It's on my YouTube channel, Johnny Moore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what are some of your favorite bands? Like, how did you? What what bands have influenced you to basically write the music that you write or play the music that you play? Well, first off, like I guess you can say my inspiration is Sunny okay. from first to last. He's like the guy that when I saw him, I was just like, oh, I want to play in a band like him. All right. And 
The Used, that's another band okay. that got me into it. And for acoustic, it would be like Christopher Drew. Okay. Never Shout Never, I heard his stuff, and I was like, sounds pretty good, pretty catchy, and I just wanted to start doing stuff like that. Right. So that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. So have you seen, I mean, obviously you've seen From First to Last, you've seen The Used. Yeah. Okay. Um, back then, too. Is there anything, what, what, what makes those bands, oh, shit. <laughs> sorry. What makes those bands special? No. They're, they just give me a awesome vibe when I listen to them. They give me this feeling where I just, no other bands give me. Awesome. So that's what, I love that. Like, you know, bands <laughs> that give me that awesome feeling, that's why I listen to them. Like, their lyrics, when I listen to it, it's stuff that I go through. And, okay. You know, so it, it catches my attention. Awesome. And so now, uh, and Lions Amongst Wolves are going to be releasing a new album. Uh, actually, debut EP. Yeah. And uh, you're starting to do your own solo acoustic stuff. That's that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to do that. Have you been writing? Yeah, I have a couple of songs, three songs right now. Okay. And I'm about to, I'm, I'm going to record my EP on November. Yeah, that's that's my goal right there. Okay. And you said release date yet? Or anything no, like not, not yet. Not yet, but okay. somewhere in November. So, so you've written three songs. Um, how is that writing process for those songs? Like, what what inspires you to write? I'm that kind of guy that loves going to the beach. So I go by myself at night. I sit down and just look at the ocean and just start writing on my notebook. Really? That's what I do. I just start playing and I come up with stuff right there. Awesome. Or. Say I go out, I take my notebook, and I start writing my lyrics, whatever I see, whatever I feel at that moment, okay. and there it is. Well, what do you write about? Well, some I was going through, like, depression, like, when I was, like, 13 and 14, mm -hmm. so I started writing about stuff like that, how I got over it, mm -hmm. and other stuff is, like, like um, you can say relationships, right. you know, love songs, that's stuff that gets to me, too, so okay. that's what I like. So, what... It how did you get into the scene per se we talked about like the bands you played with and all that stuff how you know how did you get uh in touch with like the local scene first of all where are you where are you from i'm from maywood california okay. it's close to the la area okay that's where i grew up i was born and raised there <laughs> i love it um what was the question again? like how did you get in touch with that scene like that you're a part of like because now you're a part basically you're part of like a hardcore metalcore whatever kind of scene but now you're getting into that acoustic scene as well how did you how, how did you get into that the backyard shows in oh. la i used to go to punk shows hardcore hardcore shows ska shows mm -hmm. anything they had backyard i was there really? like every time my friends would hit me up and every time i would see them i'll be like i want to be doing that too so i started playing backyard shows too then it kind of escalated to like venues okay. and venues you know playing whiskey house of blues key club all those everything oh, wow. that's around here so you got into those scenes you got yeah. into those clubs because yeah i played all those already, awesome. So. it's awesome <laughs> yeah I, uh with my band we played we've only played a couple hollywood uh venues we played the knitting factory i and, love that venue yeah and uh the whiskey, yeah, we did play the whiskey once. Yeah, the whiskey's high tune when we play Winds of Plague. Really? Awesome. Really? Well, that was with a band, my old band called There's No Tomorrow. Okay. So it's like old school for me. Yeah. Well, Winds of Plague, that's pretty old school. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> it 
It was an amazing show, though. I remember that. Yeah, they had the best T-shirt when you go to Chain Reaction. Yeah, they had the duck, the old school Ducks logo with the Winds of Plague. Uh, I think the whiskey. I think that was probably the best sounding venue that we've ever played at. The whiskey. I think the House of Blues is the best sound. Well, we've never played the House of Blues. Oh. Chain has a good sound whenever he feels like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we did. We did a lot of Chain in our last year. We did a lot of chain in our last year, and I think only a few times we were really happy about the sound there. Especially when you have your like, when you just play like raw, just don't give him no sound clips and stuff. He'll right. he'll make you sound really good because I guess it's more of a hassle when you're connecting all those things for the drums. And then that's when you what, have bands that are taking forever getting off yeah. stage, and yeah, that's a pain too. That's what he doesn't want. I bet. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, they have to he stick to a schedule. Yeah. It's like they only give it like 10 minutes to mm. set up or something like that. Yeah. Which is kind of messed up. But, but I mean, it's messed up. But if they're able to let you, you know, back a, what's it called? What's it called? Um, backline? Backline, yeah. It's easier that way. Mm. It just gives less stage to everyone else. Well, yeah, you can't for the first band. Yeah. Because, you know, they have to take out their stuff. But, yeah, it's pretty. But it's perfect if you're using the same cabs. Yeah. Whenever they just have one. Yeah. But, yeah, that's perfect. So, you got into these venues, the whiskey uh, and all those Hollywood venues. Uh, and this was in what band was it called? When it started? No, the uh, yeah, the band that you were in. It was there's no tomorrow. Yeah, there's no tomorrow. Yeah. Um, did you guys have Did you guys have any albums come out or? We, we just had shows? EPs. EPs. EPs, and we just kept playing shows for more ourselves. And okay. Same one. All right. And when did they break up? Two thousand nine. Two thousand eight. Oh, wow. 2008. Yeah, way back. Wow. Yeah, pretty. <laughs> and how long were you playing with Run Little Run? I could say a year. A year? Just about a year. I so mean, nothing, too sig- nothing too significant with them? No, they just, I guess the guitarist has his own stuff going on now. Okay. Because I guess the drummer doesn't want to be in the band anymore. Okay. So everybody just kind of stuff. It always it's always it takes fault. one guy. It's just it takes one. one guy to mess up a whole band. Believe That's me, I it. know. I was that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's awesome, man. You're gonna play for us a song. Is it gonna be one of your originals? Yeah, one of my originals. Dude, sick. You're so, stoked on that. It's a little poppy song. All right. So, trying to get that going. Yeah. Um. So, is that what you're going for? Are you going for like the poppy? Or are you going for like the city and color? Kind of depressing vibe or whatnot. Actually, both. Both. I could write. I'm trying to write bo- kind of both. Okay. You know. So a mixture of like dashboard and like. Yeah. Okay. A mixture of dashboard and like, what you say never show never. Okay. Poppy and they had oh secondhand Serenity, perfect match. Dude, perfect yes, match. they were amazing. Or him, yeah. Or yeah, anyone. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> um, so like, do you play in like odd tunings or do you just play in straight? I play in D flat. D flat. No, 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 no. E flat. E flat. Yeah. Okay, so sharp. half yeah, step down. Just, yeah, just half step. Awesome, but it's like the same tuning, like you know, E flat, uh, A flat. Yeah, it's just okay. the same thing. No, I don't drop tune the top string or nothing. Just, okay. You know, normal like standard, I guess you can okay. say. Okay. So you play with like regular chord, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Regular chords. Well, not like chords, but like power chords. You can okay. say. Okay. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> Hopefully, everybody likes it. Yeah, that's. I think everyone is the one that matters, right? When you're done with this EP, um, are there any ideas of where you're gonna shop it? 
what I was thinking to do was doing it the old school way too, going to malls, trying oh, wow. to hustle. Okay. So going to malls, pass them out, give EPs out. You know, go to the beach, play with, like in Santa Monica with some headphones. Use my stuff, yeah, anything, yeah, anything that so other people can hear my stuff. Right. I'll give away my EP, give them like little flyers that I make. Right, go all over, go all over the place. And See, that's a that's a form of marketing that not too many people are doing nowadays. And go to shows, right? And pass them out after the shows, especially the big shows. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm planning on doing. Especially if, uh, when City and Color is out. In the neighborhood, as well as you know, who this wildlife they're hitting it huge right now. It's funny with this wildlife because I used to be in a pop punk band, uh-huh. and we used to play shows with them all the time. Really, when they were a full band. when they're a full band, right? Yeah, yeah. they play like pop punk, and the the guitarist I forgot his name, but he used to work at Guitar Center. Okay, and I would always go there. And what Anthony or the Kevin? Kevin, Kevin singer? Pets, he's no, he's tatted. Oh, that's Anthony. Oh yeah, that guy. So he would always like be like, well, "What's up?" You know, he remember me, and so that was pretty cool, you know. That's pretty dope. Yeah, they're. I can't believe how huge they've gotten in such little time. I mean, Clouded barely came out. I think at least in May. He's just. Something. I guess they just write really good stuff. <laughs> That's what it is. He's a really good musician. I used to hear his, when they played live. They were really good. Well, an acoustic or as a full band. Full band. Full band. They were really good back. I guess the labels didn't want to sign them, so I guess they just. You know, they just started doing acoustic. I don't yeah. know. I don't know about this. And the crazy way that they got signed was because they did that sleepwalking cover by Bring Me the Horizon. And a day to remember. And a day to remember, yeah. But sleepwalk, I'm pretty sure sleepwalking got more views and stuff I on YouTube. So. Yeah. That's yeah, it's crazy. I remember. Um, I actually never. I didn't. I never heard the original version because I'm not huge into Bring Me the Horizon. But sounds kind. Sounds different. It's a lot different, especially from the rest of the stuff that they they've done on that album. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and exactly like just you know shopping around at those uh at those shows. That's yeah, a great yeah, idea. And obviously online. Yeah. But I think it'll be more like it'll be fun doing it on your own too. Like going face to face to somebody, going right. up to them. You know, I think that's how. Like I don't know. That's what people should promote. You know. Right. Cause it's fun. You get to meet people, and it's the way it should be. It's it's that human interaction that we're kind of missing nowadays because of social media. Yeah, like those shows. Like when you go to shows, everybody's like trying to be the toughest guy there. Right. And I'm just like I show up, and I'm over here with a big smile on my face, <laughs> and everybody kind of looks at me weird because I'm over here like in a happy mood, and everybody looking all tough, you know. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm just that's how I am, though. Happy person. It's that's actually, I am, that's really cool. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> there's no tomorrow. Uh, how, when did that band start? Two thousand. Oh God, that was when I was like sixteen. Am I aging you? Yeah, I'm about to turn twenty-two tomorrow. Tomorrow. Really, I'm aging you. <laughs> how old are you? I'm twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Barely drinking any Caesar. <laughs> How old are you, Caesar? I'm in my 30s. <laughs> and that's uh uh that's Johnny's uh, what are you his manager? His manager Caesar. Manager. Went to school with cool him. guy. Love that guy. It's not too bad. I worked with him and I, that's how I met this guy. Right how'd you how'd you where were you guys working? 
at a warehouse called NRI, and it's funny because Run Lola Run works, all of them work there too. Oh really? So yeah. that's yeah. why. You see her like our supervisor. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh yeah, Caesar's working at Warp Tour now, doing Ooh, uh, summer Ryan. gigs and ditching school. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> For real, getting paid big, big man bucks. <laughs> did you do did you do college no no i just went for like two months like let me guess in like a jc or i'm sorry it's cc nowadays community college yeah that's yeah. what i did and i just it wasn't for me i just felt mm, i don't know i think i should go back but at the same time i kind of don't want to is caesar trying to pull your leg to go to mi i i actually wanted to go but he's kind of pricey <laughs> it's pretty pricey yeah so Especially nowadays, if you're going part time, they try to stiff you. I bet. Yeah. So I heard stories of my friends. It's pretty bad. It's not a bad school though. There's a lot of great teachers. Pretty sure it's a great experience too. It is. It is. I wanted to go to like you know build the guitar. That'd be sick. Like you could build guitars. Yeah, that'd I, be awesome. <laughs> when I was in high school, I knew about MI, and um, that was actually I actually wanted to do that. I didn't even want to do like music business, but. Like yeah, like you said, the money is it's it's pretty pricey out there. Yeah, it's pretty. I bet that's why I think it, I think it is. I haven't gone, so I wouldn't know. But I've heard this, stories. So this is now an advertisement for MI. Yeah. Lower your tuition. Lower, t- <laughs> lower your tuition and get more students. Yeah. For real. Um. So when you're done with now we know how you're gonna shop it you're gonna do this so you're mostly gonna do the physical word of mouth yeah that's what I, I think it should be that way. when are you gonna start playing shows after my EP is out and I have like people wanting to see me like hit yeah. me up on like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and they tell me oh like good stuff and then I'll be like oh go to my show or something <laughs> that's when I you know because basically I'll be playing to like nobody if I don't right have a fan base going you right know? so that's what I'm trying to build. Did Run Lola Run have a good fan base? Actually, they pretty every show we went to that we played actually, people were there. A lot of people. Really? There was a show on I'm on a boat. We really didn't even promote it, and it got packed. Okay. Like super packed. Everybody was moshing everything, and I was just like, what? Was that was that wasn't one of the Queen Mary shows? Was it? Yeah, it was. It I'm was. on a boat last year. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was. It was tight because you know when you see you don't really promote it and then you're like oh everybody's gonna like not be there and then right. we play and a gang of people were just there, so. So you've been pl- since you've been playing for quite a while. How many pay to play shows have you done? Oh. <laughs> and we're not oh. gonna count. I'm on the boat. <laughs> a ton. <laughs> a lot. That's how it is here in LA. I don't know how it is in other places, but here in LA you gotta pay to play. Well, sell your tickets. You know, try to get people to go right. to the shows. Right. But if you don't, it sucks because you got to pay for that. Right. Out of your pocket, all the whole the whole band. And then issues start coming like with a band because you mm-hmm. can't come up with the money or something happens. Or there's always someone that's not going to pay it. Yeah. And nobody wants to pitch in because it's pretty sad, but that's the way it goes right here. Do you, do you think there's any way to change that in this area? Any type of show promotion that could maybe change the way promoters think? 
I guess if all the bands stop playing and they don't make money, <laughs> then they'll stop. I don't know. Start our own union. Yeah, you know, all the bands just unite and just have a you know meeting. And be like, hey, don't play these shows here. Yeah. You know, and then they're gonna be like, oh, dude, like we don't have no more bands to like give us money. Right. And then that's it. I mean, they're they're the ones that have to pay the touring bands, so yeah. how are they gonna make money from that if they're not having those local shows? Because you know, bands actually, I think it's I think it's unfair, you know, mm. the whole scene. But I guess it's never gonna die. I guess it's always gonna be going. It's always gonna happen like that. Well, something needs to change because I mean, either I think when you get to a certain stage, you shouldn't have to pay to play. It should be required to those bands that are just starting, right? Well, yeah, but I guess you can look at it from the perspective of the promoter. They have to, or the, the people who own the venue, they have right. to pay their bills right. for that, you know, and electricity, they use a ton of electricity. They have, I guess, I don't know. I really, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's weird how that works though. I don't know. How many, sh- how many tickets do you have to, did you have to sell for the, I'm on a boat? What? Oh, we actually got hooked up. Really? It was like 20 tickets. That's so it wasn't not bad. that bad. Imagine there's five people in the band, 20 tickets. For a decent stage? Yeah, good stage, actually. Mm. Just because, yeah, we knew the promoter and he needed a band and he's like, oh, here, sell these tickets right here, 20 tickets, and you can play this stage at this time. It was a pretty good time, too. Is that a thing that you're going to try to do with your acoustic stuff, the pay to plays? Are you going to try to, you know. I'm actually trying to, like, first go to like you know open mics okay try to do that invite people friends and then those friends invite more friends and it just then that's when like people start showing up and i play there and then here they all start playing like pay to play shows right because i don't want to play too much because yeah it's gonna become pretty hard to do it like week after week i think are you gonna try to get a full band at least eventually maybe not right away for some uh I don't know. I was planning on just doing acoustic, just okay. straight up acoustic. Awesome. That's all I was planning. I'm <laughs> not really sure. If maybe maybe it can change, I don't know yet. Yeah. Maybe some guys come along, they're like, Oh like I wanna play, you know? Right. And then we just start jamming and then it just becomes something else or but my goal is just acoustic solo, just me. Okay. So yeah. That's not too bad. And uh, at least you're the at least if anyone's responsible for anything, it's, be it's you. Yeah. yeah. It's on you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, like I'll throw some songs. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna have some songs where I, I'll record like a whole band session mm-hmm. going on. But since like I know how to play drums and I'll, I can oh, track really? everything, okay, so I can do that. But for live, obviously you're gonna have somebody to play, you know? Because I can't do it all myself. That's some good stuff. That's how a lot of I mean, uh, Caleb Shelmo. That's how Baritone started, and yeah, Aaron Gillespie. That's how he started the almost. So if you know how to play all your instruments. Record them and then you show yeah. other people and then other people are interested and then right. there it is. And then you don't even have to have a band. You can just have people tour with you. Yeah. <laughs> Pay <laughs> for them. <laughs> it's that's not too bad. Is. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. It's a great gig. I should have done this solo acoustic stuff. Yeah, it's. I think it's fun because you, you, you could write your own music mm-hmm. whenever you want, where you want. It doesn't matter. Nobody can tell you, oh, I don't like this or... You know, right? Like it's just you right. writing your songs because you feel like writing it, and nobody's telling you change that part. I don't like it, or mm. you know, giving you like attitude for the stuff you write. So it's <laughs> pretty cool, and it's just your guitar and yourself, right? There, it's freedom. Yeah, 
and you write about stuff that you feel that's going on in your life or you know anything you want right it's all about you when you're in a true space are you gonna shot this to labels or you know publishers or whatnot yeah I'm planning on doing yeah. all that what labels I would love to get to like Epitaph Epitaph <laughs> that would be awesome that's the goal you know probably the most diverse label out there right now <laughs> or yeah <laughs> yeah. From this wildlife to uh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, now Sleepwave. Yeah, Sleepwave. they got a lot of bands. I, it's um Skate to Face to that. Are they? Well, I know. Well, I mean, Bad Religion's always gonna be signed to that label, right? I have no idea. <laughs> it's the owner. I mean, it's he's the owner. Where the band is. That's a, yeah, Epitaph's a great label. Uh, Vagrant's a good label for acoustic bands as well. I haven't even heard of the label. Vagrant? They had Dashboard, Thrice. Um, I think Dustin released his acoustic stuff on uh, Vagrant. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like Sanguine. I think they probably owned it. Yeah. So you had too, no? I think they were on Vagrant. I feel like they were. They might not have been. I think like Dashboard and Secondhand Serenity kind of like sound the same. Yeah. So I guess, I don't know. They have that same vibe. Yeah. Definitely. Even if it's not like the same vibe. It, I mean, they might have the same vibe, but even if they don't have the same sound. Um, Hopeless is great too. There's a bunch of record labels now. Yeah. That will sign like a lot of bands or acoustic stuff. And now you have a guy that knows how to read those contracts. Yeah. I was thinking, I'll say, when it comes to labels, I was thinking more like Curtis and Hopeless would be more along the lines of the future. Epitaph, it's rare for them to sign like unsigned bands, you know? If it wasn't for Caesar, I wouldn't be playing acoustic. Really? So he kind of motivated me. Wait, dude, this, dude he, he's a talented guy. He's, I think he's just risking away doing these bands. Like, dude, he's just a little solo. Yeah, because all you're doing is playing guitar, right? In yeah. Those bands? I do vocals and okay. uh, backup vocals. Okay. Like, I kind of felt like I could do like frontman to like the screaming, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think that that'll mean like starting the whole process all over again of joining a band. Right. You know, starting from the beginning, so it's kind of like oh, I'm there's getting, always that. I'm just getting older, so I can't really just you know start it. So Hit the know. old age of twenty two. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what I feel. I feel like as soon as I like hit the twenty one, I was like, oh damn, I better like hustle before it's too late. You know. I know that. Feeling. I don't know. That's why. That's what I think. But I'm never going to quit music, so. Right. I don't know. Might as well keep doing what you love. Yeah. That's what it's all about. We're going to get a jam. This is 
And that was Johnny Moore. The song was uh, The Real Me. I, I remember sitting in my room when he, when he was playing this song. And uh, when I first met him, he's just, I won't say he's unassuming. He's a very quiet, um, shy type person. Um, he's like shy, but not shy at the same time. Uh I didn't know what to expect because recording him was going to be the first time I'd ever record anything and at least even hear his music. And if you know me, you know how picky I am about new artists. Uh, if I haven't heard you, I'll probably look at you and kind of give you a glance and be like, you know, let's see. Um, with this kid, it was a definite let's see. Let's see what this is because my buddy Caesar brought him to me. Um, so... I think Caesar has a good taste. He has a good ear. Uh, so I, I trust him. I trust him. Uh, but even people I've trusted uh, have given me artists and it's like, well, whatever. It's so-so. But when uh, when Johnny started singing, I was like, my gosh, like I'm listening to the starting line play acoustic sets all over again in my head. And... Um, I think this kid could go far, whether he's playing in Lions Amongst Wolves or he's doing his own solo stuff. The great thing about what he's doing is that he could do it acoustic and then he could bring a full band into it. That's probably the best part. That's his best uh, situation. He could play with a full band, yet he could also set up and play acoustic. That's nothing that metal bands could do. I love metal. I love metal bands, but... You could only do certain things, especially when you're adapting your music into acoustic or into different genres. Uh, for the most part, they don't translate. That's why pop goes punk. It's easier to take pop songs to put them into metal, but you can never do like a, you know, a punk 
or a metal core into a pop song. It's if someone ever does it, I want to hear it. And um, if it's done well, I'm sure it'll impress me. So someone take a metal song and turn it into a pop song and we'll play it here on the Kill Rock podcast. Once again, though, we want to thank Johnny for joining us. Uh, he's recording his new EP right now with my baby, my Taylor. Uh, it'll be out soon. Uh, I feel like he's going to be done with the guitars. And Caesar told me um, vocals will start at the end of the week. They're going to take more time on vocals, obviously, because that's what you should be doing. You should be taking more time recording vocals uh, because... That's always the wild card. Vocals are always a wild card. You don't know if someone's going to get sick. You don't know if you're going to strain your voice to the point where you can't even sing after singing one line, um, no matter if you have the perfect technique or not. Um, so, Johnny, we're waiting for your EP. We'll play it here on the Kill Rock podcast, the hashtag KRP. I want to remind you guys that Album Review Wednesday throwback is pushed to november 4th sorry november 5th uh we're going to be talking about coheed and cambria's good apollo on burning star 4 with jordan sandoval he was on the show uh reviewing sleep waves new album broken compass so we'll have him back on the show amazing guest and we want to thank you guys for supporting uh fit for a king Colossus and Gideon, as well as Wolves at the Gate, uh, all four of those episodes have produced some of the highest amount of downloads we've had since starting the show. And we want to thank you guys. We want to thank you guys out in Wichita, Kansas, in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Anaheim, California, Los Angeles, California, Detroit, Michigan. I'm sorry for hating on your Red Wings. Uh, the you know everyone in Minnesota. Uh, sorry for hating on your Wild a couple weeks back. Uh, we want to thank everyone everywhere for downloading the, the Kill Rock podcast. Whether you be in the UK, whether you be in Mexico, whether you be in Canada, whether you be in uh, any other country in the world, we see that you're downloading and we appreciate the fact that you're downloading and you're listening here uh, to the Kill Rock podcast, wherever you are. Yes, downloading and uh, listening are two ways you could help support the Kill Rock podcast, but there are a few more. You could share it with your friends. Let your friends know that you listen to the Kill Rock podcast, that you love the Kill Rock podcast. Maybe they'll love it too. We have some amazing bands coming up. We have Colors coming up, and we're also in talks with a pretty big band. Uh, we're waiting for confirmation. Once we have that confirmation, and most likely the interview already recorded, we'll let you know who it is. I am so excited. We have Colors on the way. Uh, Colors is going to be huge. I'll let you know why pretty soon. Uh, we have my great friend Dan Bishop, who was a guitar player for Abel. Uh, he's now playing in a band called Bandit. They just got signed. They're releasing their new album in January. We have him on the show in a couple of weeks. We have another great friend, another schoolmate of mine, Jimmy Smith, who writes for The Noise. You can go check them out at bringthenoise.com. Also on uh, Twitter, I believe their handle is at Bring the Noise. If not, you can follow us on Kill Rock Podcast at Kill Rock Podcast, and we'll uh, shoot you uh, their hashtag, their 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 handle. Um, we've had great guests so far. We've had Haste the Day. We've had Silent Planet, Fit for a King, Gideon, Wolves at the Gate, uh, American Arson, 
Go check out American Arson. Hearts Like Lions, go check them out. They're going to be huge as well. I guarantee it. We've had Dayseeker. We've had Volumes. We're going to have more great bands here on the Kill Rock Podcast. The hashtag KRP and Shrapnel once again. Email us, kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. Even send your fans, your friends, the ones that are bored of going to your shows. Let the, Tell them to inter, uh, uh, email us as well. We want to read their emails on the air. We want to feel the fire. You know what? You think we're hating on you, but you know what we're actually doing? We're actually bringing more people to listen to your music. We're fanning that fire. You guys are going to be huge. And if you think I'm being sarcastic, I'm being 75% sarcastic. No, I take that back. I'm being 25% sarcastic because, you know, all uh, um, you know, all press is good press. Am I right? So you guys are getting press from alternative press. You're getting pressed by Metal Sucks. So come on the Kill Rock Podcast. Speak for yourselves here on the Kill Rock Podcast. And uh, maybe we'll become best friends. You know what? Let's become best friends. I want to have you on the show every week. You guys thought the show was over, didn't you? No, it is not. We have one more song to play for you guys. This song is near and dear to my heart. It's so sad to see that they're not playing shows too much anymore. Um, but hopefully one of these days they get back together and they start killing it once again. This band is Hot Chicks on Pogo Sticks. You can go pick up their album, What We Are Now, on iTunes. Uh, producer was the same one as Phineas's God Machine. Uh, and also uh, Phineas drummer Lee Humarian drummed on the album. So what reason, what reason do you have not to pick up this album? Go pick up this album. Hot Chicks on Pogo Sticks album is what we are now. This last song we're going to play for you guys is Stairwell. Thank you guys for joining us here on the Kill Rock Podcast. We truly love you guys. We truly appreciate you all. Stay tuned for next week. Next week we have colors. Here on the hashtag KRP, the Kill Rock Podcast. Sleep inside a stairwell Your eyes were shut enough to hide the light of God Your breath was not enough to hold on The cold cement would hold you as your ghost moved on Took you in his chair. I would have helped you hide him.